0: Today, we're discussing our top tips on selling your tenanted property. Welcome back to KT Confidential, the real estate podcast. This is episode 225. Enjoy. It just it ruins it. As soon as you turn the music off, no matter what point in the song you are, it just, the mood dies. So your efforts are wasted. I'm telling you. I like the little pump-up music before we get I do, going. too. I get excited, but then I find when it stops so abruptly, it's like, eh, back it to sucks normal. Sucks the life out of you. It totally does. Today,
1: talking about selling, selling a tenanted property. Can I sell it? Um, we've got a whole bunch of questions
0: that came in and that we drummed up. Very appropriate, because this time of year, uh, well, now specifically, not this time of year, but this time... In time, time there's a lot of people that are trying to sell tenanted properties because their interest rates have gone up, carrying costs are higher. They were already out of pocket monthly. Now they're thousands or hundreds of dollars out of pocket, and it's just not feasible to carry. So they want to know if it's a good idea to sell and how they can go about it. A lot of
1: investors would have purchased their rental property using a variable mortgage because that is... Highly recommended in the historically lending, yeah. in the lending industry. Uh, your interest rate, while tax deductible, um, gives you the flexibility there. If you do need to sell the property and you don't have any uh, penalties, whatever you just pay your three months of interest right. and, and you can get out of it. But now your mortgage has increased four percent. As a well, and I think in rate. most cases
0: a lot of people with variable rates have the peace of mind knowing they can lock in at any time, but I don't think anyone expected it to change so quickly. Right. And most people did not lock in. It's all in.
1: in the same calendar year. And now it's too late. So you're if it's all in the calendar year. So you're it's the same tenant paying the same amount. Right. And now you're paying four or five, six hundred dollars more a month.
0: All right, let's get to the first point here.
1: Okay. So question number one can I evict for the purpose of selling?
0: No, you cannot. Caveat. asterisks. Yes. Um, So you cannot evict a tenant for the sole purpose of listing your home for sale. The only way you can get rid of that tenant is for a qualifying reason, which um, things that would qualify are if you or the new owner wants to move in or a qualifying family member. And they're very specific about the types of family members. Like, I don't believe it can be a brother or sister. It has to be a sibling or a spouse, Um, and that's really it. So there are very limited options. You just said, you contradicted what you just said. Sorry, a child or a spouse. Thank you for catching that. A dependent. A dependent, yes. Um, So the answer is no. You cannot evict them. But if the new owner wants to move in, then you can serve notice.
1: Right. So if you ultimately list the property for sale and... It's being sold to somebody that is going to reside in the property themselves. You can serve notice for the purpose of them having to move in. Now, in the non-legal way of describing this, there is what's known as, quote-unquote, cash for keys.
0: Yes, and we'll get a lot of flack for that. People hate that. And let's also premise all of this by saying we're we're in Ontario.
1: Yeah, because it does differ from province to province, from country to country, obviously. Um, If you are a landlord, and even if you're a tenant, familiarize yourselves with the Residential Tenancies Act. Maybe don't read all 300 pages, but read the relevant stuff. It's a good thing to know, especially if you're managing it yourself. For sure. So cash for keys, basically, it's a negotiation. You can negotiate with your tenant, right? So hypothetically, the tenant is now on a month to month. Their term has ended in their original contract. And you approach them and you say, listen, I'm losing money every month on this property. I can no longer afford it. I need to sell it. I understand your situation. I'd rather sell it. As a vacant property, we'll talk about that more because that definitely That's benefits important. the the landlord, the seller. Here's two or three months, just as an example, and I'm just throwing out random numbers. It can be whatever; it can be thousand bucks, twenty thousand dollars, whatever you
0: see fit. Well, and, and of and course, again, whatever in, the in Ontario, you have to pay one month's <clears throat> rent just to yes make that be normal. sorry correct. Um,
1: approach them, negotiate, tell them the, like, be real about it, tell them the situation, tell them what's going on, and offer something. And keeping in mind, let's just say they're paying $2,000 a month rent. So you will have to pay them two grand regardless. If they started renting the property a year or two ago, the rent in the market probably went up. So now that to rent the same property, it's probably 22 or $2,300 a month. So now they've got to come up with first and last month payment on the new rental.
0: Moving expenses.
1: And moving expenses, potential things like a new hydro account if you don't, if you're moving out of the current um, area that you're in. So general expenses, and that doesn't even factor in time the time to pack and unpack and headaches and whatnot. Time off work. Time off work potentially. Good point. So now they're renting for twenty three hundred. They gotta come up with forty six hundred. It's another couple grand in moving expenses. So you're already at sixty six hundred bucks plus inconvenience and and potential opportunity costs and things like that. So if they're renting for two grand a month and you offer them anything less than maybe seventy five hundred dollars a month. They, they might, might not be so inclined to
0: move. No, it's not going to persuade them. Um, I don't know why there's a lot of... if. So when we, we talk did. about cash for keys on social, we get a lot of flack for it. And they're like, oh, stop promoting cash for keys. I have a feeling most of those people are maybe out of the province where they have other options. You know, there's a lot of shady things that happen with landlords
1: that self-manage their properties. I have seen it many times where a landlord will not even file. Most of the time, it's not filing the right notices with the landlord tenant board, but it's also lies. Yeah, a lot of lies. Landlords saying to their tenants, "Oh, my brother is moving in from another country, and he's now going to live in there. My wife is now immigrating to you know." To Canada and rather be shit out of
0: luck because it doesn't qualify. Or whatever.
1: Yes. Well, but that's what but happens. And many tenants don't know their rights. Exactly. And they're like, "Oh, okay. Well, that sucks. Great. Now we have to look for a new place." Right.
0: And then they see it listed for rent at a higher amount. Yes. A couple
1: of months later, like if you look at some of the chat boards and even some blogs that are out there in the comments, you see all kinds of that stuff. Yeah.
0: But let's so let's talk though about so. Legit landowner, or landowner, uh, homeowner needs to sell. Yes. For legitimate reason. Um, single family residence. Whether
1: it's legitimate or not, they want to sell.
0: Yeah. It doesn't matter. No, I know, but let, let, work with me here. So they they have to sell. They're not trying to screw over the tenant, okay? They have right. good intentions. Okay. The home is a single family residence. The rent is relatively low, certainly uh, for whoever's buying it at the current rates. It's highly probable that the buyer of that home is occupying it for themselves and you will be forced to evict, be evicted, Mm -hmm. right? They are entitled to move in. So if the outcome is highly probable that you're moving, it's, um, I think that's why it's a reasonable conversation to be had to try to get the tenant out a little bit early because getting them out early eases the process of selling. You can do it properly. You'll probably sell for more money Um, offsetting some of the costs to get them out of the property in advance. Uh, Which leads to the next question. Uh, If the tenant doesn't leave during the selling process, um, my tenant, so this is a question, my tenant isn't accommodating showings. What can I do? Very common. Many properties we try to show, we just can't get appointments booked, Mm -hmm. even with 24 hours notice. So technically the
1: landlord is um, entitled to showing the property, they have to provide 24 hours notice, and the showing should occur between
0: the hours of 8 and 8. Right. Now, if they – there's a line, because we're dealing with human beings. So you want to yeah. be accommodating. Situations yes. happen. Sure. You don't want It's a
1: mutual be... relationship at that point. Absolutely. And even as a realtor, if we take on that property and we're representing the landlord, contractually, we have nothing to do with that tenant – But the tenant becomes a customer because they have to work with us and we have to work with them because they're living in the property. They're the ones that are going to be accepting or denying any showing requests. They're the ones that are going to be leaving the property or even if they're there, they're allowed to be there for showings, first of all. Um, But they're the ones that are responsible for the condition of the home during those showings. So... Dirty dishes and garbage being left out and toilet seats up and unkept beds and things of that nature are quite common.
0: Very much so. Um, now, if you... So what can you do? Well, first of all, I mean, start the relationship off properly. If you if you um, sign an agreement with a, a landlord to sell their tenanted property, one of the first things you should do is go introduce yourself to the tenant, Explain the whole process to them. Give them your contact information. Find out the best way to communicate with them. Make a friend. I'm gonna talk a little bit about that too. I'm gonna to extend on that a little
1: bit later. But oftentimes it starts at the very beginning.
0: Right? Like the beginning of what? Of of that relationship, of that tenancy. Yes, for the landlord.
1: Yeah, well, and and for the tenant, and no, the way no, no they I feel. know, but I mean, if like if the landlord is there at the time that they're getting the key, the tenant is getting the keys yeah. right at the beginning of the lease, and they take the time and show them all of the features of the home, the operational things of the home, uh, give them a little gift card for the you know popular restaurant around the corner, tell them where the schools are, and and. Maybe even pop them in your car and drive them around a little bit to familiarize them with the air, whatever. Here's my phone number, text me anytime. Um, you know, those kind of things well, go talked a long about way.
0: Seasonal gifts or some, just sure. whatever. Yeah. Goes a long way. So it all starts at the beginning. It does. But um, if a tenant, I mean, be open-minded and understanding that the tenant may not be as accommodating as a homeowner typically would if they're selling their primary residence. Um, But if it's excessive appointments that are being denied, then what would I do? I would just show up at the house, provided we gave 24 hours notice, I would show up at the house and facilitate the showing myself. I'd open the door. I'd let let the other agent know in advance that the tenant's not being cooperative. As a landlord, you're entitled to that. Right. So
1: you got a little stain here. I know.
0: I don't know what it is. It's throwing me off. I noticed it this morning. It's like that Seinfeld episode, the mustard stain. Yeah. Maybe the guys can edit it out somehow, maybe. Um, Um, Or do we have a button, a KT button I can put over my So
1: another thought is, you know, in the event with that scenario that we spoke about, two grand a month, You might have to give them 7,500 bucks. Send them on vacation for a week. Send them down to those KOA um, uh, cabins. Rent rent one of those or something like that. Yeah. Um, Even the Holiday Inn, you know, the, what do they call them? The suites where they're like an apartment. Yeah. And say, listen, um, instead of you being bothered with these showings or whatever, Uh, have a little staycation on me, I'll pay for it, go there for a week. And if your property is well marketed, you've got a good realtor working on your behalf, in a week you should be getting some offers.
0: And certainly you can cram in a bunch of showings. Yeah. So another thought. I had one client do that. It was a townhouse. It was rented by a nice family. It was during a time when houses were selling, you know, if they were done right within a week or so. Uh, so they sent them to Niagara for a long weekend. And I believe we had it sold within a couple of days of their return. Yeah, but price. we had probably a dozen showings during that time, which would not have happened if they All were right. living there. Yeah. You price it right and make that a part of the plan. All right. And and on that note, can I stage my rental? Well, in that case, we did. Generally speaking, it's not really that feasible. It really depends on your relationship with the tenant. It depends on the tenant. Uh, most if I was
1: a tenant, I'd be like, no,
0: yeah, I'm not moving. Uh, I'm not moving my stuff. I, well, no, I mean, well, there's different degrees of staging too. I said, well, let's talk about that, right? Like if it if a tenant had tons. If of, you're doing a fluff stage where you're putting some stuff on the walls, some sure. plants, and
1: you know, uh, but if you Asked me to move out I'm not my... storing anything. You asked me to move out my sofa because it takes up the whole main floor. Not happening. You asked me to take out my 85-inch TV because it looks ridiculous. Right. Um,
0: no. Which is usually the and case I, because the tenants moving from one property to the next are not buying new furniture to accommodate the space. Right. So it's likely that it's not properly furnished. Very
1: difficult to
0: have somebody on board
1: with staging... And very difficult
0: to properly stage. Well, there's a the liability in. aspect of it. Where uh, is the tenant going to be mindful of caring for the right. staging products? You put a rug products, down, the tenant spills
1: something, who pays for it?
0: Right. So, realistically, no. There are circumstances where you may be able to do something, um, but generally, we do not. Well, stage. it's even small thing like staging is. Often
1: more than, or it is more than just furniture, artwork, accessories, linens. It's also, as an example, we ask that all um, bathing, I'll call them bathing materials, um, bathing accessories. So shamp- toiletries, shampoos, toiletries is yeah,
0: that's probably the right word. It is. But I was enjoying your whatever. Bathing, of bathing it. materials. <laughs>
1: I'm gonna walk into Bath and Body Works. Uh, do yeah. you guys uh, carry bathing materials? Yeah. Like a face cloth? I don't know. Um, so shampoos, soaps, toothpaste, toothbrush—those things. If you know it's owner-occupied, those things get tucked in a bin under Every the sink. Day you Every day, use it. You day. put it away,
0: right? Can't expect a tenant to do that. And if I was a tenant, I wouldn't do it. No, I wouldn't expect them to make their bed and put 17 pillows back every day. Right. Right? Like, it's not going right. to happen. So, and that, at the end of the day, not that's, using
1: the Mr. Clean uh, eraser bars on the sink every other day.
0: Right. Yeah. And at the end of the day, a rental property that's tenanted is not going to sell for as much as an owner-occupied or a vacant property that's properly presented. Exactly. Period. And that's... So, opportunity costs. So, you go
1: back to, okay... I might have to give the tenant 7500 bucks. However, is my home going to be worth potentially $7,500 or more Yeah, if I could get them out and stage it as
0: a well, vacant property? Well, and then property? you have the additional carrying costs. So it's like, okay, what's the lost opportunity? What are the carrying costs? How much more can I sell it for? When's it going to close? Yeah, and it, a lot of that will depend on the tenant. Like if it's a sure. – we've had tenants that have better and better maintained – Properties and better furnished properties than some homeowners. Sure. So in some cases, this is a moot point. It doesn't matter, right? Sure. Like the homes that are going to sell. Um, Do I have to pay my tenant to vacate? Right. So we talked a bit I about guess it that. depends on what exactly you're referring to. But as we've said in Ontario, if you are evicting a tenant, period, for whatever the reason, they are due uh, one month's rent. Minimum. Now, if you want to try to get them out for reasons that don't qualify, AKA cash for keys, you got to spend a little bit more money to persuade them. Right. If they know their rights. Right. So
1: we have an audience question. I'm thinking of selling my rental
0: property. Do you have any recommendations? This kind of summarized all of that. Right. But um, I would say the first thing is to, you need to really, do a deep dive into how cooperative your tenant's going to be. And I think the starting point of that is having a conversation with your tenant to tell them what needs to happen. Maybe your circumstances, maybe there's some sympathy there. Maybe you can't afford it and you've got family situation uh, and you need the money. Maybe they'll be sympathetic to that and more accommodating. Yeah. I would start off that way. Um, and then, I guess, depending on how that conversation goes... It there, could...
1: there are a lot of variables to answering that question because, to your point, there are tenants that actually dress up their homes, even though they're a rented property. They treat it as their own, they dress it up very nicely, like it's well-decorated, um, it's clean, it's presentable. Um, so, that's, that's one of the parts of this whole equation... I also think it's important if you are that landlord to have a discussion with a qualified realtor that A, knows how to handle these kind of situations. So a realtor that can take on a listing if the property is tenanted, um, advise you on potentially what forms you may need to serve that tenant in the future, depending on the purchase agreement. Um and to walk you through as a landlord, walk you through the process of what needs to happen and potentially let letting that realtor have that discussion or having a group discussion, like get together for a coffee or whatever. Landlord gets to explain their situation, be you know, sympathetic to the situation, and and also um just being honest with. With your tenant and then the realtor explaining, okay, if this happens, this is what you need to know as a tenant, and then try and getting everybody on the same page, because it's all three parties that have to be on the same page.
0: I think it's important in every aspect of life when you're dealing with people is to establish the right expectations. So as you're saying, in those conversations, I think although we may not expect a tenant to be as accommodating as a homeowner would be, I think it's still good. And reasonable to tell them what you would hope your your expectations of their uh, efforts would be. So I think it's okay to say, you know, appointment... I, I never restrict uh, showings to 24-hour minimum. I always explain to tenants they're entitled to that. But I, I, I also explain to them that we're not going to restrict agents from requesting shorter periods of time. Yeah. And well, if they and, can accommodate and, it, great. If not, don't feel obligated. And sometimes what happens?
1: Here's another example. So today is Monday. Let's say somebody calls in at 6 o'clock today and books a showing for 7 o'clock Tuesday night. Well, maybe another showing could occur around the same time frame. So if somebody calls Tuesday morning and wants to show it at 6.30, the tenant might actually be okay with that because they've gone out for dinner. Right. And it saves them from potentially having to vacate the following day to accommodate that showing. Right. So you need to be flexible with that. Uh, Pro tip, vetting the proper tenant. So kind of summarizing some of the key points of what we just talked about goes back to the importance from the onset and making sure you have done your due diligence and done the proper vetting job on getting the right tenant in the property. So if you have done that, if they are paying relatively close to market rent, and another pro tip within the pro tip, increase the rent every year, even though it's only two, two and a half percent, whatever it is on that given year, and only do it by the guidelines. Um, because as time progresses, that adds up. It also makes your property more desirable. So in the event your tenant is still in there and they've treated it well, we can do a little bit of fluff staging make it look pretty good they're going to be accommodating to showings because you again you vetted the proper person maybe there is a market of investors that may want to purchase it because that can be very enticing sure if they have a if you have a good, good tenant, quality tenant that's pay, paying on time that respects the property and they're paying Market rent or close to it, and they don't have to pay to find the
0: tenant. There's no downtime. Exactly
1: now the vacancy period. Now the new investor comes in, and says, "Well, this is beautiful. I just take over the the rent and a good tenant. They've been there for a year and a half, paying on time. They treat the property well. Yeah, this this is actually really attractive to me. So, the
0: again the importance of doing the right things from the beginning.
1: So there you have it.
0: So just to wrap it up, I've got my, <laughs> I know you'd love these top 10 lists. I've got my chat GPT generated top 10. I'm going to say funny. You don't find them funny, but funny. Well, I don't
1: know what this list is. The uh, last time you said it's a funny
0: top 10 GPT. Well, it's not going to be laughing uh, out loud, <laughs> belly chuckle, ha ha funny, but it's uh, top 10 uh, challenges to selling a tenant property. Okay. So this is like the David Letterman list? Yeah, that's right. Uh, top So number 10, the tenant is a fitness fanatic and insists on leading potential buyers through an intense workout routine as part of the property visit. You never know. It could happen. Might have like a yoga instructor that's really insisting on they get down and work out. A tenant is a hoarder. Number nine, tenant is a hoarder. And there's so much clutter in the property that potential buyers can't even see the walls or floors. Have you been in a home like that? You must have. I have. Uh, rented,
1: yeah, tenanted yeah. properties. And homeowners, sure. too. You
0: get hoarders. You go out
1: to Hamilton and, and show some of the properties out Whoa, whoa, out there. whoa. We're
0: going to get some hate comments from that <laughs> that message. Uh, number yeah. eight. Telling we it We love is. you, people in the hammer. Do they still call it the hammer? The hammer. Uh, the tenant is a wannabe filmmaker who insists on filming all potential buyers and creating a documentary about the sale of the property. Oh, my God. It sounds like something we're doing.
1: And just on the Hamilton thing, there's
0: some lower-priced housing. And oftentimes... You're just digging a hole deeper than it was before. Now. Number seven, the tenant is a chef and has cooked up some truly bizarre and pungent dishes that linger in the air long after the property tour is over. I mean, that happens with homeowners. Yeah, right? I mean, it happens all the time. Number six, the tenant has a loud and active lifestyle, making it difficult for potential buyers to imagine themselves living in space. Maybe a musician playing drums. Or maybe it's like
1: that story you told about dildos being left out. Sex yeah, toys. Active, I suppose that's appropriate. Number five. Remember, oh, I don't know if I told you that story, or maybe maybe we did. One of the, it was a three-bedroom home, and one of the bedrooms was set up with a, uh, a swing, a sex oh, like swing. a like one of those sex swing chair of the, things. Yeah.
0: Interesting. How'd they anchor it to the ceiling? Like a, I don't know. <laughs> I bet you do. Number five, the tenant's unique decorating style clashes with potential buyers, and that's why we stage Right, mm-hmm. not always possible with tenants. This is legit. It's not super funny, but it's practical. Number four, the tenant argues with potential buyers, trying to convince them not to purchase the property. Ooh. Right, you get a uh, a tenant that doesn't want to move. That's bound to happen. Yeah, they're gonna make it. They're gonna make the landlord's life very difficult. For sure. Number three, the tenant sets up funny gags or practical jokes for potential buyers. We've talked about doing that too. Yeah, something in the closet. Yeah. Uh, number two, the tenant gives a ground—sorry, oh, a grand tour of the property, including their personal belongings. And this is why we tell even homeowners to leave. There's some homeowners that just think it's a good idea to give a tour themselves. It's not. Stay you away. You know how many times I've shown a, a rental
1: where the tenant is at home cooking some pungent smells. Oh, yeah. And they're in like their skivvies. What's a skivvy? Their undies. Okay.
0: Okay. Their,
1: I remember I remember walking in on a one guy, fat guy too, Yeah,
0: no shirt on, in his underwear. Yeah, come on in. Oh, God. Can you imagine? I wonder if that was intentional or if he was just being himself. Like yeah, I think to that was just a,
1: maybe a day-to-day thing. But okay, uh, and the
0: number one reason or challenge, the number one challenge with selling tenants to property is the tenant is a deep sleeper and it takes several attempts to wake them up for the property visit. We've had this happen. Student housing in Guelph. Oh, you remember that? I've walked in on. I think there were actually a few people in the same room, in the same bed. I don't know what was happening that night. Fortunately, everyone was covered, um, and I had to wake them up. It was awkward. Yeah, you've had it happen. Oh, I've had it happen,
1: and they were not fully clothed and ass in the air. There was three or four of them in the bed. Yeah, there was leftover Chinese food everywhere in the kitchen was this in hamilton no it was in (laughs) guelph
0: (laughs) there you have it there's our top 10 list yeah thanks for watching bye or listening there you have it hopefully these tips help you be more successful in selling your rental property if you enjoyed the podcast make sure you subscribe and leave a comment